This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hi, I'm Alicia Rye. And I am Sarah Wendell. Welcome to Love Struck Daily, where every day is a happily ever after. Alicia, I have a question about change. Uh-oh. The evolution, not the spare money in your pocket. I the assume. Coins. Sure, yeah. Sure. Now, as you know, as we've talked about, I met my husband in high school and mm-hmm. we're in our mid 40s now and we've we've sort of grown up together. We figured out how to be adults and how to adult together at the same time, which was mm-hmm. a lot considering how very different our perspectives were when we started. But, you know, we go along together pretty well. It's been 21, 20. 21 years, almost 22 oh my gosh. years of marriage. I know, we'll be 22 years in May. That's in May. so wild. But I have a question for you. In terms of change, I know that you and Kai have been together for a little over two years now? It is exactly two years. What have some of the changes been for you? I mean, it was weird to navigate the world changing when you're just getting to know somebody because you kind of have to decide very quickly, like, okay, Especially in terms of the pandemic, you know, do do I really want to see this person? Do I yeah. really want, you know, do I do I really want to isolate with this person? Because that's essentially what you have to do. You have to bubble with them. And then everything changed around us and people changed around us and circumstances changed. My best friend moved away. We were pretty close, you know, geographically. And that was a little hard. And and yeah, it was just it was a lot to navigate all at once within 
packed into those two years. I would say we had about a decade worth of changes. I I joke about this because the only movie we saw together in a theater before the world shut down was Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and, and I remember, and he's very happy about this, but I am not <laughs> because oh. I I remember standing in front of that movie theater and I think Knives Out was playing or something like that. I was like, maybe we should go to Knives Out. And we were both like, oh, we'll just go next time. And then there was no Uh-oh. next time. And so Uh-oh. that's the example I use of, you know what? If you want to do something, we should have gone to like a double feature that night. We could have seen them both or something. I am so amused. Wow. It was really cute though, because I, I'm glad I saw it with him because he was like, he loved it so much because he's really big into video games and animated stuff and and it was actually one of the one of the cute things was uh, beforehand he was he asked me like what what snacks do you like and so Ooh. I said oh I like those peach gummies and so in the middle of the movie theater he like reaches into his pocket and pulled out a little contraband bag of peach gummies and I was like oh that's ah! cute <laughs> that's adorable yeah so something good came out of it even if I had to even if it's the only movie <laughs> well speaking of. Truly knowing someone, Peach Gummies, Sonic the Hedgehog, and all, I am very excited for us to talk to our guests today. Hope and Eric know all about what it means to go through great personal changes, even bigger than Sonic the Hedgehog. Bigger than that. Hope James is an actor and writer and an active volunteer for the Trevor Project, a crisis support organization supporting LGBTQ youth. Eric Eisenhower is an actor and philosopher. You may have seen him as Oren on Parks and Rec. These two started dating in high school. I know all the words to that song, and they have been together ever since. During their many years as a couple, they have experienced massive changes in discovering different dimensions of their gender, sexuality, and even religion and career. And despite all of those changes and twists and turns, instead of growing apart, they have found a way to strengthen their relationship and become closer together. Please welcome Hope and Eric. Eric and Hope, I am so excited to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for for having having us. us. Before we get started, I just want to tell you, Eric, I'm such a huge Parks and Rec fan, so I'm so excited to meet the famous Orm right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I could go into character and uh, just not not talk no, for the rest of the thing. Maybe, maybe not for a podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> so please tell us all of the things, basically. We want to know everything about you. Super nosy questions. Starting with, how did you guys meet... And how did you get to be where you are now? Because I know your relationship and you have both changed and evolved. You're like the Pokemon of relationships. Yes. <laughs> Although I feel like that's normal for a relationship. I, I think agree. We just happen to do it younger, if that makes sense. Absolutely. But yeah, we met in high school theater. That's true. And um, we started dating the following year. Uh, as we continue to do plays together. So actually, this is just one very long showmance. That's really what it is. It's all for the PR. It's all for the PR. (laughs) Oh, man. What was your first show together? So it was The Snow Queen, which is actually known as Frozen Mm -hmm. these days. So it was kind of a, a like brother sister. I think Frozen, like the movie, is about sister sister. So Eric mm-hmm. and I started out as brother sister in a show, and yikes! You know, I just my favorite story about that is at the end we hug, 
he he gives really good hugs. And during our last show, I really like savored the last hug because I was like, oh, I'll never hug him again. And now I get to hug him all the time. It's so gross. It's such a gross story. I know. We are starting out real sappy. (laughs) I know. It's a love podcast. It's fine. What I loved is that Sarah and I both had to like muffle our squeal. No, it's fine. (laughs) You know, you're supposed to scream inside your heart. We squee inside our hearts a lot. (laughs) So you graduated high school. You both moved to L.A. to pursue acting, which seems to have been a solid choice on your part. That's true. We uh, we moved out here ready for showbiz. So you guys have been together, as we said, for so long. And what we wanted to talk about was some of the ways that you and your relationship has changed and evolved. What were some of the changes that you went through as you became who you are now? You know, I entered this relationship thinking I was straight and he was straight, but I'm by just all these Things that have come up and I've learned about myself and vice versa and just how we've figured that out. Yeah, come a long way. Hope, can I ask you about sharing with Eric that you were bi and figuring out that you're genderqueer? I guess, okay, so I've always been bisexual and I've always grown up being like, okay, am I gay or am I straight? And I just never figured out that there was an in-between. And it would always just be so confusing. And I remember I Googled, like, how do you tell your straight partner that you're bi? And I looked and I couldn't find a lot of information. Maybe I didn't know how to Google correctly. How is this not a BuzzFeed checklist? This should definitely be like a listicle. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was just trying to prepare to how to tell... Like, be in a, like, straight passing relationship as a bi person. And so I got all this courage. I waited the last minute before Eric had to leave to a concert. It was just this whole thing of me putting it off. And I was like, I'm going to do it. We kind of have a thing that we do where I take Eric on a long walk. And sometimes towards the end of the walk, I just go like, okay, I have something to tell you. And he's like, okay. And then... (laughs) Yeah, we've had a few of those walks and none of them are, you know, it's it's never like scary or upsetting or anything. But like, (laughs) whenever that moment happens, I just like, okay, I have to put myself in a place to listen. (laughs) Something's going to be shared now. Okay. Yep. we are. Yeah. I find that it's usually me bringing up all the changes. So all the entire time during the walk, I'm just like do it hope and I'm like okay by the time we get to the end of this street I'm like do it and I'm like oh I didn't do it and then I'm like we're almost home I just have to do it and I was so prepared and I said I'm by and I like I'm in tears and then Eric goes oh me too <laughs> and so he found the listicle is what you're saying right. I don't right. I don't know <laughs> so Eric is bisexual and I'm bisexual but he was just like oh me too after I spent all this time, all that agony, preparing to be have have this straight man in my relationship, and so I was completely thrown off. I didn't know how to respond to that one, and the way that like I was in tears, and Eric is like, "Yeah, me too. Yeah, cool, cool, cool." <laughs> I would frame it as more I was trying to be supportive and positive, and then also sharing. But yeah, I totally, I totally like uh, weaselled my way into that moment and <laughs> made it a moment for myself. In my defense, I was going through my own thing of thinking like, okay, how like do I have the conversation? How do I share? How am I gonna how am I gonna sit down and do this? It, I feel a little bad because it was it was like Hope's moment to like tell me this thing. It was obviously very important to them. But yeah, what when Hope shared that, I was just like, 
okay, now's the moment. <laughs> Don't put it off again. Just share it right now. Yeah. It'll be so much easier. You know, this is the perfect moment. I just have this image of you two going on a walk and, and Eric, you're sitting there thinking, all right, we have been walking for eight hours. What do you need to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely seeing a trend, Hope, in how you deliver news. Yeah, sure. I've, I've been trying to get better on, I did, like, Eric was like, I don't know if I should go to this concert. I'm like, leave. I, like, prepared this so you would just leave afterwards so I could be by myself and all my feelings. <laughs> I need to take a breath. <laughs> I think there's definitely a different conversation when men come out as bi. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you're actually gay or, like, my response later that night was like, ew. And I think I actually told Eric that, which is one of like the worst things I could have ever done. And I wasn't very understanding and I didn't understand by men. Definitely one of my regrets is I wasn't as supportive as I should have been, as we should be towards by men, you know? That is sort of like a ingrained fear that you have the experience of like bisexuality in general. But I, I, yeah, I would say particularly for men, it's like, by today, gay tomorrow, you hear, you know, like being bi is just one step out of the closet to to actually admit that you're just gay, you know? So there is that sort of fear, like, if I say this, am I going to be disbelieved, you know? You know, Mm -hmm. will they accept that this is a a valid thing for me? I have read about often your first reaction to something is something that you've been taught. And then your second thought as you reconsider it is what what your internal compass is going to to help you with. So if your first reaction is, well, then that's what you've been taught is the right response. And then if you check yourself, then you're unlearning what you've been taught. And it's a lot to unlearn what you're taught when it comes to prejudices against sexuality and gender. Like it's a whole lot of mess that you, that you tackle when you do that, isn't it? Yeah. And I've been doing that a lot and making sure I'm supportive and sort of unlearning you know, mm-hmm. and then towards Eric, it was you, but he doesn't deserve that. Nobody deserves that. And I really had to check myself and figure out how I can be supportive of myself and my partner and everybody else who deserves that. I uh, I want to thank you, Hope, for letting us read some of your blog posts. I particularly loved something you wrote where you said, I hate the term coming out because it's really about letting you in. And that is so true. And as mm-hmm. the as the parent of a queer child, that is definitely something that I value that my that my child trusts me to let me know him in all of the different ways that he sees the world. But you you are letting people in. And was it easier because you have this long foundation of knowing each other to let each other in even further into your lives this way? I personally have been working on my communication and I think it's been it's become a lot easier as I've learned how to let Eric in finally you know yeah like as we evolve and let each other in the depth with which I know hope is so much greater than when we went on our first date yeah I don't know how what the interaction would have been if these things had been shared, you know, six months into our relationship as compared to now, I'd like to think it would have been the same maturity and depth and supportiveness of reaction, but you never know. But yeah, yeah, building on, was it 14 years now of of dating? It's like, yeah, there there is a depth and a, a connection and a familiarity that thankfully makes it so much easier to be open and honest about these things. So of course I want to ask Eric, when did you know that you wanted to marry Hope? I think actually both of our attitudes to this relationship was, you know, one day at a time and see what happens. 
I think maybe for me, what really solidified it was, you know, I had, I had a really bad bike accident about four years ago, um, where basically I broke my arm in half. Ouch. (laughs) No, thank um, you. His bone was sticking out. He uh, walked a mile by himself with his bone exposed, trying to find help. Somebody stole his bicycle in the moment. It was, he stayed in the hospital for 10 days. It was, he had five surgeries. (laughs) Yeah. I I don't recommend it. Uh, That was a lot. I don't recommend it. Yeah. Not in favor. But uh, it was a full year before I was officially totally recovered. You can learn a lot about somebody in the good times, but you really learn a lot, I think, in the bad times. And so seeing how Hope reacted, how Hope was there for me, dirt one times were real bad. I was like, this is somebody that I can that I can rely on and trust and share my life with, not just when things are wonderful or when things are boring, but when things are bad. It's like, okay, I think we are we are solid for the long haul for sure. You know, this is who I want to spend the rest of my life with. I really think that experience, as awful as it was, it was definitely a shift in our relationship that really solidified it. Do you remember when you knew that you wanted to say yes, that you wanted to marry Eric? Oh, boy. It's... Was it a long walk? It... (laughs) So there was a time where I was like, okay, when we're together for 10 years, I want to be engaged. You know, and so he was going on my timeline And then by the time he was planning to propose and I found out and I was like, no, I can't handle it. (laughs) And I was still going through my freak out of just being like, just sharing this part of me with people that I like hid for so long. And I've always recognized that he has all the qualities of someone I would like to marry, but I wanted to be the partner that I thought he deserved. And to survive that and then later when I was feeling confident and more calm, I was like, yo, I'm ready. And he's like, okay. For each of you, how have all of these changes made you into who you are as a couple? To talk about yourselves as a, as a couple, how have all these changes strengthened you together? I think when you're this open and honest about who you really are, I think there's just a depth of connection, you know, that you can't get from any other sort of uh, experience. It just it just comes with that. It's easy to be honest about like, oh, my favorite foods, my favorite TV show, things like that. But when you start saying, well, you know, actually, um, here's my sexuality and I haven't ever told this to anybody before. And they hear that and they accept that. It's, it's hard to put into words exactly what it's like. You know, it's sort of this intangible thing, but it's the depth of connection that's just grown tremendously. I think having the confidence in our relationship that who I am in 10 years, Eric will be there and support me is a different type of trust. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great feeling of security of knowing that you can sort of depend on somebody to be there through the thick and the thin and for, and for whoever you really are, that you don't have to hide or, or change. You can really be your whole self and that that's not going to scare somebody away. Well, thank you guys so much for being so honest. Where can people on the internet encounter you in your preferred locations? I'm on Instagram at Hope James, H-O-P-E-J-A-Y-M-E-S. I am underscore Eric Eisenhower, underscore E-R-I-C-I-S-E-N-H-O-W-E-R. So Hope, I understand that you work a lot with the Trevor Project. So can you just give us like a brief rundown of what you do with them? And, you know, it's such a great organization. Oh my gosh. Yes. So the 
the Trevor Project is a great place for youth Mm -hmm. where you can go talk 24 hours. It's a lot of queer children, queer youth, just exploring their sexuality, their gender. They go where the crisis. It's been very cool for me because it's being that person I wish I had or I wish I knew I needed at that time. But yeah, it's a very great resource. And then if you're older, over 25, uh, there's the LGBT hotline or help center that I also volunteer with. Uh, They have phone calls. If you go to their website, there's a lot of resources. I wish I had known that when I came out because I desperately needed it all. Um, But yeah, there's people to talk to. I I have I have had such a really just powerful 25 minutes talking to you. Thank you so much for being so honest and for coming on the show today. It 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 really means a lot to have you be so very much yourselves and to trust us with who you are. Thank you for that. Thank you so very much for having us. Thank you. It's been lovely talking to you. Sarah, that was so nice and so lovely. So before we carry on with our day, let's grab some love to go, shall we? Any sweet thoughts or takeaways from our episode today? Mine comes from Hope, who has a blog, and they wrote, Let yourself be known and let your story be known. And it is so scary sometimes to be who you are, but it is worth it when you can truly be yourself in the world because you only have the one life. Make it the one that is meant for you. Be who you are. Oh, that is so nice. I love that. And also, value the people who love and accept you for who you are. That is a true treasure in this world. Yeah, you got to value the people who want to go on those walks with you. And who will go and see Sonic the Hedgehog with you. Exactly that. Let Sonic be your guide. And if you would like to tell us what movie you saw with deep regrets or... Who knows you best in the world? We would really love to hear your love story. You can send an email to lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. If you have any questions or thoughts, we would love to hear from you. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at lovestruckdaily for extra content. Please leave a review and subscribe and spread the word about the show. We'd love to bring more love into everyone's earbuds. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. Our producer is Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios. Our behind-the-scenes hatcher of plans is Jillian Davis, and we are executive produced by Frolic Media and iHeartRadio. And we wish you all a very happily ever after. you